Splash 322 for throwing fire. We're keeping our there's no doubt that the game has changed and we are changing with it welcome to season two because in this season it is all about how we become and stay operational how we're ready for every moment of our life on and off the job i'm your host jeff fanman Thanks for joining me, and let's get down to it. This podcast is brought to you as a part of the Operational Mindset Foundation. Our mission is to mentally, physically, and emotionally prepare you for the challenges you're going to face on and off the job. It's funded through donations, sponsorships, and our work with departments across the U.S. Get involved with us by visiting opmindset.org. That's opmindset.org. There you can find out how to bring a new level of training to your department and how to help us expand the conversation. Now, let's fire up today's episode. All right, welcome back to Mindset Radio. It is Tuesday, March 17th. And for most of us around the country and even around the world, we're on lockdown, right? Uh, Schools are closed. Things are going on. A lot of... Well, a lot of intensity, a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of angst. And then, of course, all of you out there who are uh, responsible for responding to, managing, dealing with, and on the front lines of uh, (laughs) the latest shit show that we want to call the coronavirus. So, you know, I know you're getting emails from every company, everybody out there, strategies, plans, things, blah, blah, blah. I think we're going to take a little bit of different conversation today, Uh, move some things around on the show to kind of cut this one in. And, you know, I think it's a good time for us to have a conversation about kind of the underpinnings that become hyper restrictive or super restrictive for us uh, in how we function, right? Um, and I think they're relevant to us 24, seven, 365, not just in times like this, but I do think it's a good time to maybe have this conversation, um, to look at things a little bit differently, right. To kind of understand the lay of the land a little bit differently, understand our approach, how we're communicating with those around us, family, friends, um, how we're communicating with the people in the, in the community itself, uh, when we're running calls and doing some things. And so. I want to share some things out of a program I designed years ago uh, that I believe are really, truly relevant to a lot of us. And we're going to break these down over this season, you know, over this time in these episodes. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into each one. And I've got some guests lined up to kind of look at each factor. Uh, But quite a while ago, I, I really wanted to understand where we where things went off track for us. And what I mean by that is like, what are the things that show up in our space and time? What are the things that can truly inhibit us from operating at our top tier level, right? Doing the best we can do, delivering, uh, really executing and performing at the place that we want to perform. And so You know, in all the research, because you now know by now, if you listen on any regular sense, you know, I'm a total geek and I dig in and I want to understand why I want to understand what goes on behind uh, 
uh, or underneath everything, right? Get really below the surface to see what what the internal mechanisms are that are triggering a lack of performance or all kinds of stuff. And so when I did this, I looked at kind of four critical points, like four key things or three core aspects that then lead to this culmination point, right? So this fourth point. And so, you know, I call them the four points. I've called it the primal journey. It's really an exploration of understanding uh, our makeup and where things can be really successful or not. And so I want to talk about those today and kind of share with you a little bit more depth around it and then let you draw the correlations to the relevance today and, and see what's going on and then see how you manage or mitigate through these through these issues. So primal journey. Primal journey was originally designed uh, for men, uh, really, and then kind of kind of crossed over and became really for anybody. Uh, and I've used this in a variety of situations over time, a variety of the events I've run or the team building exercises or whoever it might be. Uh, but really to begin to understand some of the depth around these attributes. So what is it? What are they? Four points that we're going to look at. There's four, three critical factors that contribute to us that lead to this fourth point, right? So one, uncertainty. Two, fear. Three, trust. And the fourth one is freedom. So that's what we're going to talk about today. That's kind of the four points along, you know, what I always refer to as the primal journey, a chance to really unlock ourselves, a chance to really see what we're doing, how we're functioning, how we're operating, what we're up against, and where things go wrong. And so kind of we're going to navigate through these four points today on the podcast. So let's look at the first one right? Kind of what I look at as the majority of time, the anchor point, which is uncertainty, which is what we're dealing with right this minute, right? Everything is very uncertain. Who's going to be exposed? How long is the virus going to last? How long are we going to be locked down? How long are my kids going to be out of school? Uh, is business, or am I going to have to close my business? You know, every time I respond to a call, am I going to be faced with something? Uh, you know, what's my rate of exposure? Everything right now is a heightened state of uncertainty because we don't know. Now, we can either embrace being in that space or we can resist being in that space. That's the unique thing about uncertainty. You know, uncertainty is, is like, a, it's like a small crack, right? It's the, the, you know, fresh powder snow heavyweight kind of sitting there waiting for avalanche, right? Uncertainty is kind of the underpinning aspect to that. When I don't know, when I can't, you know, we like to be in a spot where we know. We, and we talked about control last week. It's a big piece, right? It's counterbalance to control. If we live in a world of uncertainty and we let that consume us and then build in a negative way, then all these other things really kind of begin to unleash. And so... You know, when we look at uncertainty, the fact is, you know, the funny comment was, or I used to always say, you know, nothing in life is certain except death. You know, it used to be death and taxes, but, you know, hell, taxes can be optional, right? So, uh, so one, fundamentally, we go through these places where we create what we believe to be certain, right? What we believe to be stable and consistent and, and things we can count on. 
Now, there are those things in life, but at the same time, if we really take a step back from it, the question is, can we? I mean, if we truly examine everything, can you count on that you're going to have a job tomorrow? Can you count on, you know, what life is going to be like tomorrow? At the end of the day, this is the place that we find ourselves taking things for granted, really. Uh, when we build that false sense of stability or that level of, of confidence that something is going to happen and we begin to really like give ourselves over to that, uh, we've really started to create kind of this false sense of security, this false sense of stability. And we go away from this idea that nothing is guaranteed, nothing is certain, nothing is promised. Um, and, you know, when you operate out in the world, I mean, our whole lives are built around uncertainty. We don't know what the next call is going to be, when the next call is going to be, what the next situation is going to be that unfolds. There's a lot of things we don't know. And so, you know, when we look at uncertainty in and of itself, the counterbalance to that is kind of one of the attributes of, 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 of an operational mindset. It is comfort and confidence. It is the willingness to understand that you can't control everything. You absolutely can't control everything. The only thing you can control is you, your approach, your actions, your thoughts, your patterns of behavior, those things, right? So I, where I want to be is operating a place of I'm okay being uncomfortable. I'm okay being uncertain about the outcome, right? So this is, there's a requirement here and, and this is kind of the constant mantra. So what's my, well, how do I deal with uncertainty? How do I deal with highly uncertain times when uncertainty really shows up in my face and is really present? What do I do with that? How do I operate there? How do I operate there effectively? The first aspect is how do I, how do I become more comfortable in an uncomfortable space? How do I trust my own ability to be present, to read the conditions, and have the confidence to act accordingly, right? To take the actions necessary to produce the results that I want to produce. And then, you know, adjust over time based on the changes in the conditions as they happen, right? So really when we look, or I can just kind of start to trickle down into worry and, you know, we'll talk about it here in a minute, fear, and all these things start to kind of unpack and un a leash really, you know, nervous energy, worry, doubt. I start to doubt myself. I start to doubt people around me. I start to doubt my own capabilities. I get a crack in the perception of my own abilities and I start to question myself, right? So when I'm operating in a level of uncertainty, by the way, which is always, where things falter is when I let that uncertainty, when I give my power, my own confidence, my own comfort, my own capability over to the circumstances or the situation, you know, over to uncertainty. That's where I really start to break things down. That's where things, I let it creep in. And when I let it creep in, man, it just starts to go haywire and starts to play at all kinds of stuff. And so the counterbalance to that is how do I get hyper-present? How do I look at the actual conditions in front of me? How do I assess the situation in a new way, <sighs> breathe into it and actually say, okay, 
this maybe sucks right now. Maybe this is highly uncomfortable. Maybe this is brand new. Maybe I don't understand everything. That's all right. It's all right. I'll take it moment by moment, piece by piece, let it unfold because I know I have the ability to navigate through this, right? That is what it means to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what it means to operate in a place of uncertainty, in a real place where we don't know the future. You know, if I start to future cast, if I start to push too far out, if I start to really, you know, forecast things in a way that that's how they should be or how I need them to be or whatever's going to go on there, that's a massive impact to the internal systems, right? That starts to dysregulate my central nervous system. I'm constantly feeling my nerves come up. Maybe anxiety creeps in. All these things start to unleash. And so, one, it's recognizing nothing is certain. You are going to live and then eventually... Your body's not going to carry you anymore, and that's going to be it. That's it. That's the only thing that 110% you can count on, rely on, believe in, period. Everything else, when I look at it in a blank way, everything else is uncertain. Everything else is uncertain. And, you know, so often we build these false sense of security, this false sense of trust, this false sense of things. And when things don't go in that direction, ooh, man, boom, right to the central nervous system, gut punch, right to this, right to the, right to the system, dysregulated, high levels of anxiety, worry, fear, all that crap kicks in. So, so what I really want you to get when we're talking about this first point, this, this point of uncertainty is my counterbalance to uncertainty is one, being comfortable, being comfortable in this situation and I get comfortable when I get present when I actually see things going on right now this minute because that will give me the ability to say yep I trust myself I have the skills or the knowledge or the abilities or the things that I need to navigate through this situation right now so that's the counterbalance to uncertainty that's where we really start up in our game, right? And so if you begin to have that weird energy, that nervousness, that anxiety, those things, look around, why, or what are you giving over to that's uncertain? What is currently uncertain? What's what's destabilizing you in a way? And sit back into it for a second and just take a very pragmatic or practical look at it and decide your course of action, decide what needs to happen let it go for a minute, right? I mean, this is really on the tail end of giving up control. This is where, you know, faith comes into play a little bit, right? This is where self-confidence comes into play. This is where that, you know, I have confidence. I I move with faith. And sometimes that's faith in myself. Sometimes that's faith in my team. Sometimes that's faith in things that are unseen or wherever your belief structure is. Those are all the counterpoints to this heightened state of uncertainty because uncertainty is there, there. It's going to always exist and just accepting that as that is huge. Now, let's move on to point two, fear. So I've said this many times, you know, fear is nothing more than a projection into the future, 
right? Fear is fear comes from a place that things that we won't realize certain things that we uh, worry or doubt, right? And so, you know, I always kind of classified them as is uh, is really two primary things. One is you know what we would scientifically call real fear, and I don't love that that you know that we've we've labeled this as the fear response. I'd love to have a different, you know, word around that, but we all are familiar and all have been kind of exposed to or trained around this fear response thing, right? Which is, uh, the body experiences a moment where it truly is going into self-protective mode. Uh, all your chemical systems work for you. Everything starts dumping. You get the adrenaline dump, you know, adrenals kick in, everything starts moving and functioning the focused energy, all the, all that stuff starts to happen. And, you know, it's commonly referred to as kind of the fear response. It's not what we're really talking about. When we're talking about fear. So, you know, there is that, what I call real fear, you know, it's that point of, uh, you know, you wake up out of nowhere, you heard quote unquote, the noise, right. And you're more aware, more alert, more on, more capable in that particular moment than you are the majority of your life right? Something triggered and you're up. You know, if you're like me, gun up, you're moving around, you know, clearing the house, <laughs> maybe sitting outside in the bushes. You're really actually in this moment. Everything is hyper aware, hyper present. You're dealing with something uh, and your body has pushed you into that place. So that is a, that is a scientifically real fear response. If we want to classify it as that, right? <laughs> then we live over on this other side, which I like to call generated fear which is that future casting, which is that worry, doubt, fear, anxiety, uh, things that come into play that maybe, you know, things won't go as expected or planned. Um, I'm, you know, I'm worried about, you know, a paycheck next month, or I'm worried about whatever it might be, or maybe there's instability, there's uncertainty that then helps creep in and then develop a real sense of fear around what might or could possibly happen. And then we start living in that space. We start living into that future that, you know, something's going to go wrong or bad or this or that or whatever might happen. And we can really let ourselves be consumed by that, you know, or there's, you know, there's a legitimate fear of maybe I've got a fear of jumping out of an airplane, right? Then I'm going to die jumping out of an airplane. Well, you know, and that can stop me then from having that experience or doing those things. So that's, but that's, you know, that's not grounded in really anything. That's just an internal mechanism that you're projecting in the future that something may or may not happen. That's all it really boils down to. But we can really understand this core sense of fear, you know, I, and then, and then, you know, I always say, if you have a real fear response, slamming into a generated fear response, that is where panic induces, right? That's where, that's where panic ensues. And then I can't function. So, you know, if I have a heightened state of arousal, if my body actually experiences something in real time, which triggers me, <clears throat> it starts this chain of events to start moving into flow and action and where I need to be. But I've coupled that, I've slammed that into this, this future casting hyper sense of fear around something that something may happen or it may not go well when those two collide then i've got a real problem right and i take it back to surfing i mean this is a 
there's a big example here in surfing, right? So if I'm not present in the ocean, if I'm, you know, worried that this wave's going to, you know, tackle me, tell me maybe it's a bad day out there. And I've had these days, right? Where I, where I live in a sense of fear around what's going to happen. You know, maybe I tried for a wave, got freaking slammed down underwater for a little while, recovered, came back up, paddled back out. Right. I have this real sense of anxiety. I don't want to experience that again. It happened. So now I'm putting that into the next wave. Now I'm putting that possibility into the next wave. And when I do that, I'm no longer present to what's actually happening. I'm no longer really connected to what's happening. I'm already, you know, 15 steps ahead getting the shit beat out of me by the water, uh, you know, or by the next wave. Is that real? Maybe, maybe not right? But if I live there, it's definitely going to happen. So, you know, this is where one, when I'm surfing, especially if I'm surfing a bigger wave, I kind of need, I need that, uh, that, that, that state of arousal. I need my body to be working with me. I need to be able to see things in real time. I need to get into that state of flow where I can feel the wave pick me up, where I can, you know, pop up on my board at the right time, where I can look down the line and see where I want to go and navigate through anybody else out in the water or anything else that's going on. But if I put way too much into the future of it, I'm going to miss the wave. I'm not going to land my position. I'm going to fall off. I'm going to get tumbled. I'm going to wind up where I don't want to wind up. And I think that's the important understanding and the distinctions around fear is if you live in the future of fear, you will end up in that future. Like you will find yourself there, (laughs) you know, and then when I'm there, then panic ensues and then I, you know, can drown and all these other things, right? I, I lose control of what I need to be, where my points of focus needs to be. I mean, I think the greatest lesson I said it, somebody one time, the greatest lesson I've ever learned from surfing is, you know, when you wipe out, when you get tumbled and you're getting tossed and it's really churning and burning, then you're getting tossed around. The only option you have at that moment is to relax and come to the surface. That's it. It's all you can do. So relax yourself and come to the surface because the more you fight it, the more it will fight back. And so, you know, what's the counterbalance to fear? Presence. That, and when I'm present, if my body, if something, if I'm experiencing something, It's putting my body into a heightened state of arousal to focus and take some actions that I need to take. Rad. I trust it. I've got confidence in it. I've got confidence in my abilities. All that stuff starts to flow into place. And then I'm hyper-present and I can move accordingly based on the conditions as they exist. Versus if I'm living in a state of fear, projecting into the future, I'm walking myself into that future. Whether I want to or not, I'm still walking myself into it. So what's the counter, you know, counterbalance to uncertainty, comfort, confidence in yourself, faith in yourself to handle whatever's going to come up. Counterbalance to fear, presence, being present, reconnecting to what's happening right now. What's going on right now? Getting out of the future, not walking into that and being right here. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you know, this is much easier to teach in a classroom because then I can actually get the nods or I get this. Speaking about this on the podcast, you know, I, I'm hoping that this is making sense for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Brute Force Training. 
When you're ready to be in the physical condition necessary to meet the rigors, demands, and expectations of your profession, then check out the team over at BruteForceTraining.com and pick up their gear. I promise you, it will put you in the condition you need to be in for this moment and the next. You can use the discount code OPMINDSET, that's OP Mindset, and the team will take a little bit off the top for you. Now, always remember, train accordingly. Now, let's get back to the show. So, uncertainty, fear, now, let's move on to the, the third point, which is trust. Trust is an interesting thing in my world. I, I think we, you know, we all want to be trusted and we all somehow, you know, we've gotten locked in this place that somehow trust is then earned. And I think, I think there's a counterbalance to that. So when I talk about trust in this context, I really look at four kind of parts of the equation that are relevant to us. So one, we have to be able to trust the systems and the processes that are surrounding us. So maybe that's our, you know, that's the wisdom of those that have come before us. That's our standard operating procedures. That's the protocols we've developed. You know, that's how we function, right? The systems and processes that are created for us to be free enough to operate the way we need to operate, solve the problems that we need to solve, deal with the incidents the way we need to deal with the incidents. You know, maybe that's business, maybe that's life, maybe that's, you know, running fires or chasing bad guys or operating around the world, whatever it is. You know, there are systems and processes that are built and put into place to support us. I don't always feel like that. Sometimes they feel super restrictive. And if they are, you know, it's something to take a look at. But at the same time, you know, if I'm trying to run the business, then, and I'm not trusting standard business systems and processes, then, you know, I'm, I'm running against the, the current, really. I'm trying to swim upstream in a way versus if I just sit back into it. You know, if I, if I go with the, the protocols that are established, if I go with the procedures and policies that are in place, while I may not agree with them, they have been set to help guide me, right? To give me some parameters, give me my left and right limits to operate from. You know, I do know some departments get super tight around it and you try to create a procedure for everything or a policy for everything, and that's never going to work. I mean, you got to give the freedom and flexibility, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, to operate, right? But when it comes to trust, I've got to, I've got to give myself over and trust those things, right? It's not, not the policies and procedures that need to earn my trust. I have to be confident enough to sit back and be like, okay, this is how we operate. So those are two. I need to understand how to trust others, you know? And like I said, we, we operate under this mentality that it's like, uh, you know, trust, but verify, or, uh, I'll give you my trust when you've earned it, right? There's always something there in that way. And I hate to tell you when it comes to other people, everybody's going to always disappoint you. Everybody's always going to let you down. Some people are going to break your trust. It's going to happen. So trust is a constant evolution. Trust is kind of a life cycle when we're dealing with other people. I need to give it to get it. I need to offer my trust out so that then, you know, I can assess and validate, right? I can trust and verify that that's trustworthy 
that I can believe it, that it's reliable, that it's going, whatever, whoever it is can deliver, right? But I have to give it first. If I don't give it, then there's no opportunity to see it. So I would encourage you when it comes to trust, because this is going to play out in this fourth point here, clearly. When I can give my trust to those around me, when I can just come up and say, you have it until you don't, right? I'm trusting you. I'm giving I'm putting my faith and my confidence in you. And what, and I need you to protect that. I need you to honor that because it's a big deal. So, you know, there is that place that if I'm withholding trust, then it's a break point in me. Then I'm always questioning. I'm always wondering. And I'm always worried or I'm this or I'm that. Like it, it, it's a, it, it becomes the Grand Canyon of stuff. So I'd really encourage you in the mode of trust when it comes to other people, offer it, give it freely. And then, you know, you can assess whether or not you want to keep that level of trust with someone, right? Their actions, their behaviors, you'll see it. You'll see whether or not you can, can, can continue to trust that individual, continue to have faith in that individual. <clears throat> and if you're a leader, you know, you have to give it. You have to trust your people. Because if you don't have trust and confidence in your people, there's a whole nother problem we've got to deal with. You know, and so, you know, trust the things around you. Trust that things are happening the way that they need to happen. It's a massive, it's a big leap for a lot of us, right? It's a big leap. If you're struggling to trust those around you, go back and re-listen to the control, right? Go read and really look at why, why you need to control kind of every little piece of the equation. So that's a, that's a major balance point because here's the fourth aspect of trust. That's trust in yourself. And this is where the, you know, kicking the junk comes into play. If you look around and you, if you have a very low level of trust for people around you, I promise you, you have a very low level of trust in yourself. Say that again. If you make an assessment, if you were to put everybody around you, you know, stand in front of you and go, you know, I trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. If you have a low level of trust in those around you or a low level of trust in the systems and processes, then you will have a low level of trust in yourself. Now, you may be going, that's bullshit. I don't believe that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if you don't, you don't. I can't do anything about that. I'm just giving it to you straight. <laughs> if you're really honest with yourself and you're looking at it and that's a barometer for you and you're like, wow, I really, I really do struggle to trust the people around me. Okay, cool. How much do you trust yourself? How much confidence do you have in yourself? How much faith do you have in yourself and your own abilities? So we see where trust really begins to break down. It's like, it's like doing rope work. If I'm doing rope work, you know, I've got to trust the systems and the rope and the processes, right? My anchor systems, my points. If I'm going to get on that line, go over the side of the mountain or go over the side of the building or come off the, you know, tower or whatever it might be, I'm putting my trust in my anchors and the systems and the processes and the people around me, right? My belay person, all of it. I mean, there's, I'm laying it out there because I'm about to hang my ass, you know, off the side of this freaking 
building or cliff or ladder truck or whatever it might be. So that's a massive piece to it. And then, you know, in doing that, do I really trust myself? Do I trust myself to navigate through this? Right. And so this is where that all comes into play. It's a, it's can be a, can definitely be a little bit of a washing machine at times if you take a look at it. So when we look back real quick, what have we dealt with? Uncertainty. What's a counterbalance to uncertainty? Comfort, confidence, willingness to just be uncomfortable and know that you'll figure it out, that you'll sort it out. Fear. What's my counterbalance to fear? Presence, because fear is that projection into the future, right? Fear is a worry or a a doubt or missed expectation or something's not going to happen. That's all future casting. That's all way forward. Counterbalance, get present. What's going on? Wow, you know, real fear, heightened state of arousal. I'm in flow. I need to be here now. My body's trying to get me present, okay? Because if those collide, then I'm in panic and I don't want to be in panic ever. So uncertainty, fear, and then trust. And the counterbalance to trust is giving it, is just giving it, is the willingness to give it. And if there's a struggle in the willingness to give it, then the assessment is how much do I trust myself? And that's really kind of the anchor point there. All these three points to lead to whether or not this fourth major point, right? They all build. And the fourth one is a yes or a no, right? Because the fourth point along the journey is freedom. Because here's the deal. If we don't have the freedom to execute, the freedom to perform, the freedom to speak, the freedom to act, the freedom to uh, do what we need to do, then we're restricted. And when we're restricted, we can't function. We're not being used to our best of our abilities. There's all kinds of things that flow from there, right? If I don't have the freedoms and authorities necessary to execute and perform, to produce the results that I need to produce, I'm going to fail every time. And so part of this process, understanding where uncertainty is at play, where fear is at play, where trust is at play, where these are at play, these are all key aspects. These are all three major points that will inhibit and take away your freedom to operate, right? Policies and procedures, I have a lot of conversations with people out in the fire service. I was this way for a long time. Thought they were bullshit, too restrictive, this and that. What I had to do was look at a new context, create a new context around the policies and procedures, the operating guidelines, those things were out there. Those things were there for my benefit. And when I learned that those were my left and right limits, I found my freedom to operate within them. I found my authority to operate within them. You know, when I was traveling the world and doing different things, depending on the program we were running, what did I need? A president's directive, a lethal findings order. Like what, what empowered me to operate and produce the results that my leadership expected me to produce? I needed to understand those things because if I don't, if I don't take the action forward to create the freedom and authority I need for wherever it is, life, business, marriage, relationship, work, function, running a fire, chasing down a bad guy, operating out in the world, whatever it is. If I don't find or create the freedoms and authorities to produce the results, then I'm always going to be operating inhibited. And when I'm operating inhibited, I'm operating at less than 50% of where I need to be. And that's, you're just never going to produce the results. You're never going to produce the results that you need to produce. And so part of this is 
part of the counterbalance to the freedom, how I create freedom is assessment, right? Is truly having the honest assessment and truly getting a new context on things that I can change and things that I can't change on things that benefit me and then things that don't, uh, where I'm restricted and functioning or where I'm not, where things come into play. And so, you know, for instance, right now, a lot of people feel, you know, restricted, right? You don't have freedom of motion. You don't have freedom of movement. You can't, you're not doing the things that we're quote unquote normally do, you know, maybe, you know, you can't go to the events. You can't go here. You can't go there. Schools are closed, right? There are a lot of inhibitors going on. Does that mean I'm not free to function and act and do what I need to do? Not at all. It just means I got to adjust. It goes back to Jeff's, you know, rule of thumb. 10 degrees left or right based on the conditions as they exist. This is no different. You know, if I can't get to the gym, if the gym's closed, cool. What do I do? I work out at home, right? That's an adjustment. It doesn't mean I don't get to work out. It doesn't mean I don't get to operate business. It doesn't mean I'm not sitting here recording a podcast right now. It doesn't mean everything stops. I'm not restricted. I just have to shift. I have to shift my mode of operating. Same thing happens across the board, no matter what your circumstances are or what the situation is. And so that's really, you know, and we'll, we're going to break these, we're going to really pull these things apart here, um, you know, in, in episodes that will come up. But I think it's a good base. It's a good foundation. I think it's highly relevant right now is to look around. Where is uncertainty playing out in my life? And what is it doing to me? Where do my fears exist? What am I projecting into the future that I truly do fear? And how much is that impacting my ability to operate, perform, function, or do whatever I need to do? Where is trust? Where is broken trust existing in systems, processes, in others, and in myself? Where am I not trusting myself? Where am I not giving trust to others around me? Where am I not building trust and confidence and faith in systems and processes. What's going on with that? You know, you just write yourself out little notes. They don't have to be long, but it's worth the examination. And then where do I feel restricted? And why do I feel restricted? Where do I feel inhibited? Where do I feel like I don't have the freedoms and authorities to operate? And how can I shift that? What actions can I take? Who do I need to talk to? What do I really, what do I really need? Is, is there something being imposed on me? that is truly restrictive, okay, then I can deal with it, right? I don't just need to gripe about it. I can deal with it. So, and then, but, but I've got to go all the way through. I've got to look and I've got to look from the beginning. And to me, if you follow that chain, I think what you'll find is some of the things that are inhibiting you, you do have control over. It's a point of uncertainty. It's a point of fear. It's a point of breakdown in trust. It's somewhere in that, it's somewhere in that mix. Well, I promise you. And if it's not, call me and we'll sort out where it is. But if you look at it in that big scope of things, how I deal with uncertainty, how I deal with fear, how I deal with trust, and how I create the freedoms and authorities necessary to produce the results I want to produce to operate at the level I want to operate at, that's money. That's money in the bank. That's where things really start to fold into play. <coughs> and that's where you see you know, the six operational pillars we created come into play, right? That's where you see kind of the, the core three, your C3 come out, my comfort, my confidence, and my creativity. 
right? Those underpinning factors, those underpinning aspects, you know, it's not just shit I pull out of my ass. I mean, this is stuff that I interview and research and read all the papers. I mean, I just finished four heavy duty papers uh, that we're going to, you know, extract stuff out of and really get, you know, based on real high quality research around human behavior, why we do what we do when we do it. This is all of it. And so, you know, we push a lot of things to external circumstances or external situations or other people. This is the opportunity to step back and be like, okay, where are these things impacting me? Why am I doing this? Or where is this road going? So I do hope that all made sense today. I hope it relayed to you well. Uncertainty, fear, trust, freedom, right? Do a little self-examination today. I mean, you know, do it with your family. Do it with your spouse. Do it with your significant other. Do it with your friends. Like actually have that conversation. Do it with your crew. Do it with your partner riding around in the car, right? What is going on? And actually like be, it's a chance to be open and honest about things uh, that are impacting you or that could impact you, that could play out. Because at the end of the day, you know, the gateway is I got to be here. I got to be present. If there's anything in my, my circumstance or in my, you know, field that's not, that's inhibiting me from being here, it's going to eat your lunch. So hope that made sense. I hope that's, you know, uh, I hope that sits with you all pretty well. Uh, I'd love to get your feedback on that. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as we go. We're going to kind of bring in some cool guests that really allow us to dissect each of those components, each of those aspects at a little bit deeper level, have a cool conversation around it. But I wanted to push that out. So the show schedules kind of shifted here a little bit. Um, some great things coming out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, great interviews with VetWad, Brute Force Training, uh, new technology Apollo Neuro is going to be coming out. A few other shows that are coming, some great guests lined up for us. So I'm really looking forward to it, but I wanted to kind of push pause, pulled the show down that was going to launch today put this one in its place. I hope it's relevant. And by all means, if you, if anybody has any questions, if there's really anything going on for you right now, if you really are worried about stuff, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, don't hesitate to just ask some questions or whatever else. Uh, if you want my opinion on things, happy to give it to you. Uh, but, uh, but overall, you know, Take the right steps, protect yourself, protect your family. I think that's the biggest thing uh, right now. Take care of yourself, be safe out there, uh, you know. And other than that, that's it, guys. Just uh, move, you know, move accordingly based on the conditions as they exist. Make great decisions. Keep yourself safe, keep your family safe. All right, we're going to wrap today's show up. Thanks again for listening. Hope that you got some value out of today. Uh, as always, jump into the Facebook group, share your thoughts and your feedback with me. Send me a note. I'm always around and uh, we will talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in part by the Primed Mind app. You know, I've gotten to know Elliot Rowe over some time now and using his app has been a huge game changer for me. It brings together a perfect set of guided meditations that really keep you in the game, whether it's sleep, performance, workouts, resiliency, or making those critical transitions between home and work. The Prime Mind app is my go-to source for putting me in the mental and emotional condition necessary to deal with whatever comes my way. Check it out at mindsetradio.com backslash primedmind. That's P-R-I-M-E-D-M-I-N-D. Download it and check out what Elliot has to offer. Remember, 
This podcast is only available through your continued support through donations to the Operational Mindset Foundation at opmindset.org and through your engagement with our sponsors. So stop by mindsetradio.com for all the show notes from today's episode and show some love to all of our sponsors by visiting mindset.com backslash sponsors. As always, feel free to drop me a note with your thoughts about today's episode or join us on Facebook in the Mindset Radio Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram at Mindset Radio or over at Twitter at Mindset underscore radio. That's Mindset underscore radio over on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, stay safe and stay operational, my friends.